You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Room Confessional Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. Today's word is accountability. Accountability is the fact or condition of being accountable or responsible. Okay, so let me start by saying I need accountability in every area of my life. Accountability does not force you to do what you're supposed to do. That choice still belongs to you. Where there is no accountability, there are no checks and balances, and your credibility goes out the window. So you need to surround yourself with people that will tell you the truth. You should be running from people who always tell you what you want to hear. And I'm going to give an example, as I always do. You are responsible for the struggles and the turmoil that you go through in relationships because you don't want to let people go when you know they're not good for you. Having friends or people in your life that are willing to step up and have hard conversations with you about your choices, that's accountability. Don't worry. (laughs) This episode is not about relationships, um, romantic relationships. I know I've been talking about that a lot, but that's not going to be the primary focus here. As another example, think about people who are successful or wealthy and not just famous. The ones who are truly humble and aware of who is around them and don't have they don't have people in their circle constantly fawning over them they don't need someone to follow them around telling them that they are amazing and everything they do is perfect these people are the first to tell you about their failures and how they had to learn those lessons and try again and again to make it most of them usually have a very small circle or a very specific member of their circle who stands out This person gets recognition from them regularly because they have been around for a significant amount of time. They have picked them up, taken the time to help, been the person to encourage them, to keep them going, and they are the person that usually gets the first or second phone call when the big win finally happens if they aren't already present for it. This is accountability, understanding the power and the influence you have, but choosing to be humble and share a real account of how you got there because you don't want to mislead anyone. But there's also accountability in acknowledging those who helped you get there and held you accountable. This falls underneath the personal accountability umbrella and the accountability in in relationships umbrella. So let me simplify it even more. When you have moments where you want to add a little touch of flavor to a story and someone in your circle tells you, nope, that is not how it happened, tell the real story, that's someone who is holding you accountable. But that person also has integrity, and that is someone that should be valued in your life. I speak about friendship and relationships all the time because those people amplify who you are. If you want to know how far you have come in life, the five people you interact with most are your mirror. I don't say this to put anyone down. I really want to encourage you to reflect on who you are becoming and to do a little character maintenance as it's needed. 
Okay, so there are three accountability stages that I want to recommend that you incorporate into your life. And the first one is personal accountability. The second one is accountability in your relationships. And the third is character consequences. Personal accountability is the willingness to answer for the outcomes of your choices, behaviors, and actions. And as an example, I (laughs) use a tracker for my banking app. This is like a hard one for me to talk about. But this app basically texts me my balance every single day. And I hate it. It always reminds me of how much money I don't have. And it directly affects the amount of food that I buy, the amount of times I use DoorDash, and my random cravings for restaurants that I love to just Uber Eats to my apartment. But I am very serious when it comes to my goals about getting out of debt and saving more money. So this is something that keeps me accountable for my poor spending habits that I can't seem to fix or get under control. But your accountability starts with you. And this is what I have to do to hold myself accountable. And you should never depend on someone else to do something that you should be doing yourself. So it is what it is. (laughs) So accountability in your relationships. Oh, no, I have a frog. Sorry about that. I have a frog in my throat. Anyway, accountability in your relationships builds trust. It means taking ownership for each other's actions by holding each other accountable. I am comfortable enough to admit that I have struggled a lot in the relationship department. I am not a stage five clinger, but (laughs) I can admit that I have a hard time letting go. Knowing this about myself, I elected to find a therapist that specializes in relationships without dumping too much of my information in this episode. The message I am trying to convey is you don't have to suffer in silence. If you need help, ask for it. If you need an accountability partner or person, find one. The mistake I made was thinking it had to be someone in my life. Trust me when I say the blind can't lead the blind. There are too many people and friends in my life that are struggling in relationships just like I was. And sometimes you have to go outside of your circle for help. If you are struggling and you are serious about beating the odds where you fall short, find someone who has already done the work or they are actively pursuing a shared outcome. They know what it takes to get through your situation. Accountability in relationships is a two-way street, so hold each other accountable. I have mentors and friends that help me just as much as I help them. Lastly, there are character consequences that come with accountability. Accountability is ultimately your responsibility. There is nothing wrong with finding an app or a virtual support group or professionals or people in your life to help you honor your responsibilities. Once you step into accountability, your actions and your decisions will give way to positive changes like clarity, consistency, and direction. You can build trust, provide support, and solidify bonds this way. Your integrity is important and being accountable is being someone that uh, you and others can depend on. It opens you up to being respected, keeping you honest, and it shows your value. 
I only want the very best for every single person that is listening to this episode, but no one can make you become accountable. You have to make that decision for yourself. Life really feels different when you finally look around and say, I did it. Whether you asked for help or not, whatever you achieve is a big deal and it's something worth celebrating. So back when my mom was a teacher, I was exposed to the front and the back of the educational system. Don't ask me why. I was in meetings I probably shouldn't have been a part of, but, you know, um, single mom, got to do what you got to do. But I vividly remember when a shift happened in the early 2000s between educators and parents. I used to listen to my mom and her friends or and coworkers talk about it all the time. They felt like back when they first started teaching, parents were different and heavily involved and the teacher-student dynamic was better. No school is perfect and everyone's experience is different, but in their opinion, there was a clear difference. When things changed, Parents stopped showing up and teachers were expected to be more of a disciplinarian slash co-parent. But let's be real, in today's world, that is next to impossible. If you don't understand that, just watch the news and or watch YouTube. Type in fights in classrooms (laughs) and you'll understand what I'm talking about. As an example, though, of how things were before the shift in the 2000s, let's visit the late 80s and early 90s. Raise your hand if you feel old right now. Um, My hand's up. Anyway. (laughs) So my sister and I were both spanked by our teachers when we were younger. Today, that would never happen. That could never happen. They called my mom and she gave them permission. We were acting up and there were consequences. I can't talk. We were acting up and there were consequences, but the difference is when we got home, we got in trouble again. The next day, my mom went into the school with me and she walked me up to the teacher and I apologized to my teacher for misbehaving and stated what I had done and why it was wrong. Closing out my little speech to my teacher, I assured her that I would be on my best behavior because, and I quote, I was at school to learn and not cause problems. (laughs) My mom, you know, my mom put that that little thing in there. My mom would tell my teacher to let her know immediately if there were any other issues. And it was rare for my sister and I to act out in school because we were well aware that one of our parents would come up there and handle the situation so the teacher did not have to. And I'm going to throw out a disclaimer right now because I know how people are. I have no issues with my upbringing or how my parents chose to parent. I turned out great. So moving on. (laughs) A lot of us have those stories from when we were younger, especially if you were around my age or older. But nowadays it has become rare for parents to show up. I've had many conversations with people in the education system and parents on this topic. So understand that I'm not throwing sticks in the mud when I say what I'm about to say, and I am not going to go down a political rabbit hole. I am seeing a lot of parents on the news, in front of school boards, and in my network having conversations about how they once looked at schools as babysitters. In today's time, both parents are working, schedules are crazy, like things happen, and there has been a shift in how we live life now. So, I mean, it's understandable, so we're not putting the blame solely, like, on parents. 
But mind you, I'm paraphrasing in all of this. Now they are looking at what they can do to make sure the districts are safer for their children. I'm seeing more parents hold districts accountable for the resources and materials they are providing to children without properly vetting them. Teachers are now saying that they are getting more support and attention from parents because of the social issues that have found their way into the classroom. I feel like this is an accountability shift that needed to happen. Parents are holding districts accountable and teachers are holding parents accountable. If parents don't want certain curriculums taught in the classroom, they have to address the boards, not the teachers. This comes from the top down. You cannot expect other people to make decisions or take action where you should be stepping in. Take ownership of the outcomes that you want and put in the work to make it happen. This shows how much accountability is in everything we do and in everything we care about. A major part of accountability is strength. When we feel weak or inadequate in certain areas, you need to have someone around who can help lift you back up. On the other hand, your personal accountability starts when you stop expecting others to do the things you should be doing yourself. Don't run from your responsibilities because in the end, you run the risk of losing focus on the things that are important in your life. That is all I have for today. I know I went in a different direction that I usually go in, but I thought it was an important topic to cover, and I think it was very relevant. So I would love to know your opinions. So you guys hit me up on Instagram. You know I'm on Instagram at least like twice a week (laughs) answering questions or DMs or whatever. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I will see you in two weeks. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.